Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Oh, we're on? I didn't even know we were on. Good thing I didn't use profanity. I got to go into radio persona. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party driven by Muggin' St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN, and on YouTube. Timothy, Mike, of Kernan, and Action Jackson. And we got, a, we got a jam-packed studio here today. Harry Davis said he wants to stick around for five to ten minutes of balloon party. He wants yeah. to experience the pageantry. And then Matt it. Rocchio is hustling to get out of here. He, he, no he, he should stay in as well because this is pretty it's much about his fault. Matt Rocchio? It's his fault. He started this. Is Kerry on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Sweet. He, he started this misunderstanding. So now he's leaving. Rocchio's he, leaving. He throws the rock and hides his hand. There here you comes go. Matt yes. Rocchio. He's going to score. So much crap he has in his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you got, got going on? I got jackets and beverages and show stuff. Good. We had a little competition. We had a little giveaway for so tickets. What, so what's going? What, what happened on the opening drive that caused ahead, this chaos? Um, Carrie, uh, a big fan of Mizzou, obviously. I <laughs> thought you were ILL. ILL, I and I has lately day I has lately been pointing out that Mizzou fans are odd, as, as he would I think put it in the way that we we back up. The 20, 2007 and the 2013 seasons, and talk about Big being twelve North champion, SEC East champion, and being. Just thank you. Let's clap it. Yeah. Fight Tiger. It's a little genuine. And being and, and being one game away from playing in a in a national title game in 2007 and 2013. Yes, being one game away. Clap it again. Fired up. What's outside of he, winning the Super Bowl? He, think, he thinks Mizzou fans are weird for bringing that up because they didn't win the conference championship. I personally think that when you talk about a sport in which everyone constantly says there's six or seven teams who are going to win and you are not one of them, that being one game away from having a chance for the Mizzou program, it's reasonable to understand why Mizzou fans continue to use that as a point of pride in saying, hey, we can compete with the big guys every once in a while. So here's my problem. All right, what do we have? For years, and and Rock is a part of this because I I was under the assumption, I just realized this today, because for years, I was under the assumption, the way that Mizzou fans discuss these SEC championship games, the SEC championship games, Eastern Conference winners, I was under the assumption that they actually won the conference oh, in those years. No, Matt, that's and not to true. My, lost to, to Auburn surprise, and lost to Roll Tide. I was in the building for both. To my surprise, they didn't actually win the SEC championships either of those years. But if you let Mizzou fans tell it, they were the SEC East champions, so therefore the season is over. They won it. Good job. Matt, you feel like he is arguing for a false sense of yeah. congratulation. <laughs> he is, I, I feel like he is he is he has beaten the straw man to absolute death today. Because here's the thing. Because I'm under the impression. I'm not here trying to bring up 2014 because they weren't going to beat Alabama, and and so it's it's it was yeah they Whoa. would have been the national ta- championship if they beat Alabama, but they no, weren't going. Not, no, not probably 2014. not. Yeah, probably not. You're right. So it's just, we, that year. we don't bring that up we don't bring up that year like it's anything. It's, it's the realism of. 
it, they were one game away. And again, it's different when you're talking about high school championships like you brought up in, in, in our show because no one's telling every high school program you don't get to win the championship. Yeah, I mean, there are some programs that don't have a chance. At winning a high school championship? Yes. Most certainly. Right. It's just, I mean, it, it, unless you just have one of those years. But in, in college football and in the pros, there are certain programs, more specifically college. I am a realist, right? Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Illinois. We haven't won a Big Ten championship since 2001. And that was the first outright Big Ten championship in 20 plus years. I'm okay. I understand that. We lost to Michigan that year, my my sophomore year. We were Big Ten champs. Mm-hmm. We lost to Michigan that year. If we win, maybe we play in the national championship game. But you know what I don't do? I don't run around here saying, we almost played in the national championship game. If we didn't lose week five to Michigan, we would have been in the championship game. No one cares, Is Mario, Mario man. weeping in the morning drive time slot now? <laughs> Tears have not no been shed. No one cares. You didn't win. And, and, and here's the thing. T- Tim, we actually won the Big Ten championship that year. <laughs> Mizzou. SE East champs, baby. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I, I actually, when it comes to the Missouri thing, I feel like I'm talking more to Missouri fans than I am to Illinois or college football fans. I, I feel like Missouri fans, some undersell expectations and sell. Like, I feel like the post-dispatch coverage, I'm not calling out the post-dispatch, I don't care, but it's like, hey, they're bowl eligible already. It's like, who the hell cares about being bowl eligible? It's wonderful, right? It's but, lovely. But I suppose the majority day, are handed four wins every year, so all yes. you have to do is win two more. Like, who cares? It, it, it's wonderful. I don't, I truly believe if you go six and six, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to go to a bowl game. Gary Davis and I are on the same you, page You should there. not, because if you have a chance to have a losing record at the end of the year, why in the hell are you playing in a bowl game, man? I couldn't agree with you more so, on this bowl yeah, thing. The game my, has changed from even when you were playing, much less in the 80s when it was an accomplishment to go to a bowl. It's so funny. It is so different. So but, I'm looking for championships. Now, so what So what, what are you guys arguing about on the opening drive? We're just discussing that how Missouri fans are are so eager to beat down our, our, our r- r- throw it down our throats that they were the SEC East Champs now, and now, again for I'm not two years running. Hold on, when I, two years. Hold on, two years running. SEC East. Yeah. We now, run the East. I honestly thought they won the SEC championship, but there was a game in which the East played the West. That's correct. And the West a Trey won Mason both situation. of those games. Halfback dive. And they over and over and over. <laughs> so again. you're aware of the game, <laughs> but I forgot that it was a championship game to win the SEC. Now part of this is that a few weeks ago. Um, and this, this is when Kerry started changing his 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 Mizzou uh, talking on on the show to much more positive. Oh. Is is there was a discussion about whether or not if there was a super conference in the SEC, you know, added more teams, whether or not Mizzou should still be in an SEC super conference. Now, and the winning of the SEC East twice was used as a point of saying, listen, they can compete in this conference. Nice. Kerry Davis did not necessarily agree with that argument. That nice. 2013, that SEC East championship, did not, we will, and so we will hold on that, to that forever. From that, uh, I, I believe he's extrapolated <laughs> it that uh, why do we care Nobody about those cares, games at all? Man. If you don't win the whole thing, no one cares. And that's my bottom line. It, it's nice for a program. Again, I went to Illinois. I actually uh, did games for Illinois for three years. And every 
after every Saturday, I got in the car and asked myself, why the hell do I keep coming back up here? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm not a, I am a realist, man. I understand who we are. I just want Mizzou fans to realize who they are. They are having a wonderful season right now. It is. Enjoy it. Because these are the seasons. Illinois had one of these seasons last year. It's so funny that people forget how good Illinois was last year. And then the wheels fell off. We lost two games to teams we shouldn't have lost no. to in Michigan State and Purdue. At home. Michigan State had half of their team suspended, and we lost. It can go fast. It can change. It can go left really quickly. So, again, everyone on Mizzou, Illinois, Mizzou was really good this year. They're really good this year. Illinois was really good last year, and look where we are now. So, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. Don't beat me down talking about how the SEC East champs we are. No one cares. Unless you win the whole damn thing, no one cares. Win enough games, you're bowl eligible. Hopefully, you all continue to win. You got some games coming up here. South Carolina is going to be a tough one, even though they are not. Even though though they are not, they don't have a great record. And then you have Georgia, another tough game. So just keep winning, and I'll be. I I will give you a genuine (laughs) clap then. But this SEC championship nonsense. I'm sorry. Excuse me. SEC East champions. Do they get banners for those? I wonder. Uh, I think it does say SEC East and Big 12 North uh, at at Perot Field. (laughs) Let me ask you this. What percentage, Kerry, because I like to operate in percentages, totally arbitrary, would you give that Missouri beats Georgia? Now, Sons. Brock Bowers between the hedges, November fourth. Matt, I think it's going to be a two thirty kick because yeah, I probably. think LSU at Alabama will be the six forty five CBS doubleheader. What uh, percentage would you give? Two percent. Okay, Jackson. What percentage are you giving? I think I gave seven yesterday. So. I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah, two percent chance. Two percent. I mean, it, so one out of fifty times, anything can happen. Anything can happen. What percentage, therefore? Would you give Missouri of running the table and playing in the SEC championship game, either in a rematch against LSU or against Nick Saban and his struggling and being SEC tied. East champs again? Yeah, SEC right. champs okay. again. Okay. Three-time okay. SEC okay. champs. Uh, Hanging on the banner. If you get 2% <laughs> to beat Georgia, then I think I kind of get an idea. We only have one of two numbers to choose yeah. from. <laughs> I think it's going to be a little bit lower yeah. to run the table because you got Georgia right there. They're, 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 they're still there. So I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. But if they do, and they do make it to the SEC East and become the SEC East champions and make it to the SEC championship game, that'd be awesome. And then they have to win that game for me to give them credit. That's right. That's so they got to be Roll Tide or Lane Kiffin. Uh, or, you got to be South Carolina first. Or LSU. Yeah. 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 One of I'm a little, I mean, because if you look at that number, you go, oh. And I'm not a Mizzou hater. My daughter goes to Mizzou. I love, I, I, I didn't pay, know that. I paid them tuition. They're right. I, paid, I have paid Mizzou more money than I ever paid the University of <laughs> Illinois. He said ZOU to Dennis Gates. I did. Mm-hmm. On accident. again. <laughs> <laughs> he got bullied. I got bullied. But it's okay. You know, I have a, a a great amount of respect for the University of Missouri. I do. I just don't. I just think that their fans are a little delusional at times. So I wonder about this because you can speak to this. I, one of the things that bothers me as a Missouri fan and somebody who went there, I feel like oftentimes average is accepted. And I want to see aspirations for greatness. But Illinois would probably have somewhat of a similar DNA in college football. Yeah. Do you think that? Illinois has a chance for greatness, or Illinois just is kind of what it is, and Missouri is just kind of what it is. I, I mean, think, you play I think, there, you know. I think you have, so what I think the, the recipe for a successful team like Illinois or Mizzou would be, would be the blueprint of what Iowa is. Eight, eight wins a year 
every year, and then you have that year where you win 10, yeah. 11 games right. and put yourself in the Big Ten Championship and have the potential to maybe make it to the Final Four. That, to me, is the the perfect recipe for success for an Illinois team or for a Missouri team. Got it. You, so it's always going to be Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and it's always going to be Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee or has Florida. Has it ever or, been anything else? It rarely has been anything else. And, and off the on the off chance, you get a Northwestern winning the Big Ten years ago. You get Wisconsin having a run where they win the Big Ten, but it's not sustainable year after year after year. Same thing in the SEC. You're going to have your normal, usual suspects, and then you'll have a team that has an opportunity to play in in one of those big time games, and that's how it goes. You, you, why you is it to, that way? Because those guys get all of the guys. It's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. Now, if Missouri can get a Ryan Wingo, and and they already have a Luther Burden, if they can turn the table and start getting more of those guys, but here's the problem: that's two guys. Georgia got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys like that. So that's the difference. It's the amount of talent that you have, and when you get the more the more talent you get, the better off you are and have the opportunity to win games mm-hmm. and win championships. Championships, that's not what we divisions. <laughs> yes, Matt, would you like to say anything in response as we carry over the opening drive in this this debate? I just think I think that that. Iowa comment is is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, we we talked about it yesterday on the show when when you said or, or on Friday, you win six games, you're bowl eligible. I don't care about that anymore. I, eight should be the eight should be a benchmark. That should be in the Iowa, Mizzou, it, Mizzou wins eight games a year, and and then again you pop for ten every once in a while. I'm I'm much happier with that than we go to bowl games. I was in a weird spot because I was in a division, and I realize all of this stuff may be changing, and it is changing in the SEC, but they're in kind of the division that. I don't know. I don't even know how you would describe that division in the it's Big Ten. The, it's our division. It's it's up for grabs. It's going to have you have an opportunity to win the Big Ten because West. winning the Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State one is yeah. <laughs> and then if you make it to the Big Ten championship game, which Illinois was on a clear path to do last year until they lost those two games yeah. and lost another one, they were on a clear path to win the Big Ten West. And then they then they they fumbled in the end and were unable to make it to the championship game in Indianapolis. That's part of football. You have to finish the deal. When you are a a have a potential to be a really good team, you got to finish it. And so Mizzou is on that track right now. They have the potential. They have everything in front of them. If they want to win the SEC East, they have everything in front of them That's to right. do That's that. Right. That's so right. win it, and and then win the game. And then talk to me about being the SEC champions, and then talk to me about playing in the in a in the Final Four game because you will be if you win the SEC East or nice. win the SEC. Yes, I would. It's agree right with there that. in front of you. So I don't take hear, care of business. Take care of your business. Kerry Davis, Matt Rocchio. I think we settled it. I think so. we settled it. <laughs> Jackson, there can't be any other questions left, right? I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for me, a guy who's never played a single snap of the game, to be like, no, Super Bowl champion, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out when the last time... Okay, so it's been 10 years since the Big, a Big Ten West team has won the Big Ten championship. Yeah. It's been 10, 2013, Michigan State. I can believe that. Because it's always Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Yeah. Hey, that That's... Those and that was when are, that was when Missouri needed Michigan State to win. Yeah, and then that's, that's what why got Auburn out. in. Right, that's Had why Missouri beat Auburn. They would have been in there against Jameis's famous in Florida State, yeah. a team that won in the final seconds. SEC East champs, baby. SEC East champs that year.
Isn't it Georgia. amazing? Anytime Missouri's in the mix, they say the SEC is down. <laughs> is it chicken and egg there? Is that chicken and egg? I don't, you said, said it, I didn't. But it is a you thing. You said it, I didn't. SEC shorts. You ever watch SEC shorts? I have not. You've got to watch yeah. SEC shorts. You do. Yeah. And you got to watch it. I don't. Wow, I'm surprised. I've never it. seen it. You, you'd enjoy it. Maybe we'll watch it in a commercial break. I think you'd find it entertaining. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, Jackson's got this little piddles. What do we have today? Half and half. Half and half. Taylor, 12 minute, 1035. I think Rocchio and Carrie are going to throw down and I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I want to so see do, how it goes. So we do every day. Every day. Uh, this is Balloon Party driven by Mug and Ask St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's experience the best of both worlds. It's time again for Little Piddles Half and Half, presented by the Angry Beaver, now offering free shuttles to and from all Blues home games. Welcome back. Jackson, we got the people going. Those Thunderdomes. And I just uh, showed Rocchio and uh, Kerry the SEC shorts from this week. Major recommendation. When When you're watching us on YouTube, then switch over and type in SEC shorts. I'll take a look. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. A young buck like you. Yeah. All the ladies loving your style. I know. I Losing know. weight, gaining hair. That's right. Not aware of, available, uh, aware of YouTube shorts. I know. I got to. There's SEC shorts on YouTube. I apologize. Yeah, I got to get I gotta get hip on that. I, I follow a lot of uh, college football content creators and uh, just consume a lot of college football content. So it's surprising. I'm no. not aware of it. Uh, Taylor Twoman coming up in about 10 minutes. Y'all should bring back the crossover because segments like that are absolutely great. That's from the 636. I'm happy to do it. Anytime. Hey, when they brought that up. See, Kara, I mean, he's, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Bah. And he won Illinois. But I got cut from the freshman team at St. Louis U High. Right, right. I mean, you know, half well, in one hand. Come on, the comparison isn't even like half there. Half dozen in one hand, twelve in the other. Nurse, six. six, six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Bill, nurse. Bingo. Thank you. Let's half and half it up. I think actually our last segment plays perfectly into this question. Oh wow! All right. Something you talked about yesterday in regard to the Missouri football season is it's never as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. Gabe DeArmond, Gabriel P. DeArmond says that. Power Mizzou. Absolutely. I think that this is fascinating. As someone, myself, who is deeply emotionally invested in sports teams after the LSU loss, I was despondent and didn't want to watch yeah, any football. Yeah, you were football. having a tough few days. Yeah, but after the Kentucky win, I would describe myself as giddy and was reading all the press clippings. Psychoanalyze the American sports diehard fan. Oh my God. And I've got to do this in five minutes so we can get to Taylor Twelman. Are any of them truly happy? Do you think most fans of pro sports teams are happy with their GMs, coaches, or star players? It's a, it's a wonderful question. It strikes me more as a, like, let's do an hour or in some host cases, seven hours of a podcast on this. And I don't know why I was looking this up. I think I wanted to bet on something. And so I typed in, all I know is they want Brian Snitker out in Atlanta. I'll just hit the hole. I don't know what I was looking for. Probably Ella Reese, honestly. But somehow Brian Snitker popped up and in Atlanta they want him out. Yeah. My point being that if you are limited to focusing on your team, which is usually the case in Major League Baseball in particular, perhaps more so than any other sport, maybe the NHL might be that way, but I feel like it's kind of a NHL thing in Canada and big American hockey markets. But in baseball, it's certainly all about your team. Mm -hmm. In college football, it may be about 
the conference, like right. we were just talking with the SEC and the Big Ten and the NFL, uh, because of fantasy football and gambling, people are aware of all kinds of teams, even if their team isn't in it. NBA, I think, has that closer than than Closer than to the NFL. Baseball. Than yes. NBA. Yeah, agreed. So with that said, if your team is failing, then you don't go, rarely anyway, do you tip your cap to the other team. Right. And if your team is winning, you don't necessarily go, hey, Kentucky had a world record in penalties on Saturday night. Right. And that Missouri team. Blinders on. Yes, but that's human nature. Right. So are we going to chastise people for human nature on this show? Hell no, because we don't cake shame. No, we do not. And so that's the last thing I'm going to do on this program. But I think what has happened is certainly with age, but I don't necessarily think it's age. I actually think it's more experience Mm. because there are plenty of guys in their 40s and 50s and 60s who are arguing with 20-year-olds on message boards. So they're older, but they're still experiencing arrested development. I think it, it comes with experience because when I first started working at Channel 4 and I was 23 years old and I'm working with Steve Savard and Doug Vaughn and it was April of 2000, might have been 2001. And I recall the Cardinals losing a tough game in April to the Astros on a Sunday afternoon. April game. That's right. Okay. Just wanna... And both Savard and Doug noticed my mood change. And eventually somebody goes, hey, is everything all right? And I go, well, the Cardinals lost. And I felt like they thought, well, we might have to find, up, find out what, what cause we can terminate this guy for. Yeah. Start looking around. Yeah. And then when I covered the Cardinals and Diamondbacks in 2001 in the NLDS, and Savard would toss to me live from what was Bank One Ballpark. Is it Chase now? Hell, I don't know. I think it's Chase. And they would internally laugh because they could tell that I was so upset about a loss when they would throw to me live. <laughs> That's what is funny. Now, 22 years later, Jackson, I would tell you I would probably be okay. Yeah, I could see that. Right. So... I don't know how to explain it. I suppose the wins are a hell of a lot more enjoyable when you care that much. Mm-hmm. But the losses don't impact you nearly as much. I, I'll tell you this. I was upset about the LSU thing because I didn't necessarily feel like LSU was better. Mm-hmm. And that's why it bothered me. I right. felt like Missouri, in a way, beat itself, all while being able to tip my cap to a guy who I don't know how somebody could be better at quarterback than Jaden Daniels. Um, although I'm sure there are a couple guys who would like to have that their names in that conversation, and one of them is currently minus 150 to win the Heisman, and that's Michael Penix, uh, Jr. At, at Washington. With that all established, um, no, I mean, but but that but the the actual word fan comes from the term fanatic. fanatic right. I was just about to bring. It I up. also think that that social media pours gasoline on the fire of okay. the wing of fan bases that are insane. And then leads to, I think it's actually, I do think there has been a tangible result, which I'm getting to now. And that is, I think organizations or universities fire coaches quicker than they used to. And I think that isn't part a byproduct of the insanity that goes on on social media or the bubbles that are schools or teams, message boards, subscription sites, whatever. Because yeah. if you're like a, Texas fan isn't going to drop by a Mizzou fan board and a Mizzou fan isn't going to drop by like a Kentucky fan board unless it's right after the game on Saturday and they just want to enjoy the schadenfreude. Yeah, so you don't understand like how insane it can be in right. the bubble. Right. And then all you're doing is preaching to the choir or just consuming thought that 
confirms your bias, but the bias to the outside world is, oh God, what's wrong with that guy? Mm-hmm. But in the bubble, that's the standard line of thinking. Yeah. No, and I hear you. It's certainly, I mean, something like that is quite literally an echo chamber. And, yes. And they've been, you know, there's no way around that. And on the uh, getting too high, too low, you know, as someone who does do that, and I, I think you're right, you know, experience, probably uh, priorities change as life goes, and you might not be as invested as you once were in sports teams. But I will say that I would, I would the the feeling of, of a win trumps the the hurt of a loss and that is wonderful to hear because i mean i tony larusa would be one that i could immediately think of i feel like there are some coaches who have left the game because they disliked losing more than they enjoyed winning and so in a way they were coaching or managing specifically to avoid the loss as opposed to appreciate the reward of a win. Yeah. So when Nick Saban would get interviewed following his team winning a national championship, and he goes, oh, we'll enjoy it tonight, but we're on the recruiting trail tomorrow, you just go, oh, God. Right. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, Coach K was like that too, man. He was, he was much more quiet about it, but that was a guy who was like, as soon as the season ended, it's time to start on next year. And in some cases, that craze of competition can fuel you, but it's a tight line between fueling you and driving you insane. And and here's the other thing that I think fans can relate to the coaches and managers who feel that way, because that's how many hardcore fans feel. And so what I think has indirectly caused a disconnect between fans and either organizations or front office reps or coaches, managers are the data-driven decisions that aren't necessarily going to go, man, I can't believe that happened, or I'm on such a high because they know what the actual math is, and the Mm -hmm. math is what keeps you grounded. But the math oftentimes is proprietary, private, and therefore, or it's just something that isn't going to resonate with a lot of people. They're bored by it. They don't understand it, but they don't want to say they don't understand it because they'll feel like it makes them dumb. I don't understand it. I'll be honest with you. I know people who do. I envy them because they're essentially retired in their 30s and 40s from understanding it, but I don't understand it. I just know it exists and I know it's superior to uh, trust in my gut, you know? <laughs> right. So, but Hey, that's, that's the thing that resonates with more people because more people are on the, I'm trusting my gut thing right. or I, or the narrative of, you know, Orlando Arcia said something about Bryce Harper and he at home run, man, what a motivation that was. Yeah. Well, the pitch had to be in the right spot and Harper's bat had to be in the right spot. But if you want to believe that it's fine, it makes for a nice story. The reality is the math actually is in some capacity foreshadowing things can happen. Emotion does take hold. But the emotion is what gets people going. The emotion is what makes people care, not the math. The math is robotic. Might as well just have robots play if that's the case. So yes, the nature is too high with the highs, too low with the lows. So I agree with you, and I understand it, and I respect it. And in a way, I envy, Mm. I envy The fact that you get too high with the highs and too low with the lows. If Missouri wins on Saturday, I'd be like, good. Now we have two weeks to convince ourselves that there's a chance they can beat Georgia. All I want. If they lose on Saturday, you won't be doing real well. I won't be doing well. You'll be doing worse. Yeah, especially because I made the 120-mile drive to get there. That's right. You know, sweat equity. That's, that's what right. I call it. That's right. Uh, Taylor Tolman's going to join us on the other side of the break. He is brought to you by Together Credit Union. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Uh, Taylor Tolman just texted me and said he is going to need a few minutes. He is currently interviewing uh, Lutz Fan and Steel. Nice. Yeah. We'll get him on right after that. So exactly. It's pretty money. Yeah, so we'll talk it over with Taylor in the final segment. Uh, Jackson, a story that I enjoy here. Trevor May. You yep. go, who's Trevor May, Tim? A percentage of the audience who knows who Trevor May is. 3%. Oh, God. We're at a major disagreement on this. What do you think? I'd say 35%. Ooh. All right. Maybe, hey, listen, it's maybe my own bias. Uh, is he uh, Oakland A's reliever this year? I feel like he's been around the game. He's re- he retired yesterday via Twitch. Yeah. But then he went off a little bit on the A's owner, John Fisher. And this is what he said. Sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own own something. There's actually people who give an S about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. For the record, his mother and father owned the Gap. Mm. That's mm. where his money came from. John Fisher, owner of the soon-to-be Las Vegas A's. Fisher, uh, whose parents founded Gap, is attempting to relocate the A's to Las Vegas in a move heavily criticized by Oakland fans. Fisher has been unloved by the fan base for years. As the team routinely ranks near the bottom in payroll, the A's finished a major league worst 50-112 and this season. If you're going to be a greedy F, own it, May said. There's nothing weaker than being afraid of cameras. Do what you're going to do, bro. Whatever. You're a billionaire. They exist. You guys have all this power. You shouldn't have any because you haven't earned any of it. But anyway, whatever. And then he retired. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I want to go out. (laughs) On Twitch. Yeah. I I gotta tell you, I enjoyed it. I really do. Yeah. Like, I don't wealth shame and I say that in part because I'm sitting with you. Right. But uh, hey, if somebody grinds and busts their ass and makes a bunch of money, Usually those are the people, usually, not always, they kind of try to fly under the radar with the money. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a whole lot of respect for flashing if you didn't play a role in the flash. Uh, yeah, See I what I'm you. saying? No, I get you. You know what my father called it? I'll tell you exactly what he called it. Playing the role. Yeah. Playing the role. Yeah. Got no love for playing the role. Playing the role. F off on the play in the role. So it sounds like Trevor uh, May is not really on board with the playing of the role of... John Fisher in the Oakland A's. We didn't really have Rams players speaking out like that, but it wasn't tell. I mean, I'm going to correct that. (laughs) (laughs) 
it may have been telegraphed, but it didn't. You didn't have like a couple of years where they were going to be here and then go to L.A. Right. with knowing it was the case, like right. they got in Oakland. Right. They left as soon as it was. You know, right. It was announced. Yeah. That gone. that magical ketchup and mustard game against the Buccaneers. Then they had a game against the 49ers, but just coincidence. Again, I want to emphasize this is a coincidence. They decided we're going to practice in California for that game against the 49ers. Right. No, after they played the game on Thursday night against the Buccaneers, you know, standard stuff. Most Midwestern teams practice in Oxnard. Thank you. It's just pretty standard. The Cardinals are in. St. Louis Obispo next week. You know, this is just normal things. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. Wow. Yeah, that did happen, though. They went on practice in California, so they avoided the media in St. Louis before that final game. And I believe one of those joint practices was with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. They did that for the camp the year before in Oxnard. They practiced for the 49ers game in California, and I don't believe it was in Oxnard. Oxnard's SoCal. Yeah, right. If they would have been in Oxnard, that really would have been something. (laughs) That would have really sent a message. But they did do the, the training camp thing in Oxnard. That with, is correct. With uh, Jerry with the Cowboys. Jones, who, you know, may or may not have been instrumental in the move. Who oh, knows? I think he was. I don't know if that's really up for debate. He also profited from it because of his legend sports business. Yeah. Which but, uh, handles the SoFi facility last night, which was chock full of people other than Chargers fans for that Cowboys-Chargers game. Yeah. The NFL show, uh, ESPN showed that one Chargers fan about a thousand times. Yeah, they now. had the one guy, and he was probably like a prop. <laughs> they call it an NFL plant. Hey, guy in Inglewood lurking. Are you interested in $100 put on this Charger jersey? Right, free Charger jersey and 100 bucks. We'll pay for your hot dog, too. Little Piddles plays the role when the collar is on. Ask Lisa Ann. That's from the 314. I don't know what that means, but what does it mean? Collar? Like, a, like one of those collars that dogs wear when they like oh, get surgery? Oh, well, I wouldn't kink shame you if that's your thing. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily into that. Um, but, you know, if you are, good for you. Trevor Maidus made his way into the Oakland A's Fan Hall of Fame. That's from the 217. Yeah, probably pretty vacant over the past 10 years. Uh, he's a Twitch streamer. I used to watch him play with others. Thanks, it's on the 314. That's correct, and he was also a closer. Yeah. I Twitch streamed during the pandemic some poker. Is that still uh, super oh, yeah. popular? Or was it more popular that. during the... Uh, he plays poker? They He did like a celebrity poker tournament during the pandemic. I've been to a Ben Affleck celebrity poker tournament. Yeah, he did. 2008 when I played in the main event. That's really cool, actually. I, yeah. I saw that uh, yeah, there were a variety of actors. Don Cheadle was playing in nice. the thing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what does uh, Don Cheadle's best picture go? Since you own goodorbad.com, which is the Rotten Tomatoes of the 21st century. The best movie he made is Hotel Rwanda, the... the one I like the most is Boogie Nights. Buck Swope. Yeah, he played Buck Swope, of course, uh, in Boogie Nights, but I love Don Cheadle. Shannon Elizabeth played it. Yeah, that was his... In Boogie Nights? No, 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 no. In the Ben Affleck Celebrity Poker Tournament. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you know who she is? Because I'm getting a sense that that's a no, and I you're don't. playing it off, and I, I picked don't. up the read, which is why I play in these events, because I don't need to look at my cards. I don't need to know what your cards are. I look at you, and then I own your soul. And sometimes I'll rip it out, and I'll hold it up for you to see, and go, oh, look, is it discouraging to know that I know what you know? That's what I do. And sometimes people dismiss it as table talk, and sometimes I'm being serious. This is unbelievable. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm floored right now. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth played Jim's love interest in the 1999 Best Picture American Pie. Oh, and he nice. had a premature situation. Is what yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, we and don't it was caught by now. the skewel. 
<laughs> Stifler. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah, and great. Uh, more on Stifler and City SC is Taylor Twelman, fresh off of his conversation with Lutz Fannensteel, will join us, presented to you by Together Credit Union. That is coming up next year on Balloon Party, driven by Mangadas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Check out Together Credit Union CD options. Visit togethercu.org. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN and to YouTube. It's presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program presented by Together Credit Union. Ladies and gentlemen, the great... Taylor Twelman. Morning, Taylor. You know my uh, nickname all through my professional and amateur career in high school and college was Stifler. You know that, right? I did not know that, and I don't think you'd be making it up. I'm going to fold. I think he's telling the truth, Jackson. Wow. So good good segue to this uh, segment. Well done. Wow. I had no idea you were. Was that Sean Williams Scott? Is that, was that the yeah. name? Yeah, Jackson's a film aficionado, Taylor. That's why Sounds I'm asking. Right. Jason Biggs was the other guy. That's right? correct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Why, can, I, I obviously have an obligation to ask. No, the, no. <laughs> we'll do that on the podcast. No, we'll do that on the podcast. FCC yeah, still we'll governs these airwaves. We'll do that on the podcast, and as long as you keep Stifler's mom out of the conversation, oh, we're good. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. God, that's really where I want to take this interview, but I will respect <laughs> I will respect your witches. Say, what did Lutz have to say? You were talking it over with him. Yeah, we're doing an interesting club profile on the podcast. We did one with the Columbus crew, um, and the Apple production team's fantastic. So we do about, I don't know, I'd say two and a half to three hours of interviews from ownership to coaches, technical directors, and a player. And so over the next 10 to 12 days, uh, we're going to release a real cool inside look on uh, into how St. Louis City was built and, and just how Lutz, Bradley, Carnell, Diego all came to uh, the Gateway City. Uh, I was, I'm was i curious on how they are planning on tending to this game on Saturday night. I haven't played in a while. Uh, certainly don't want to experience any, you know, stale play when the playoffs start up. So do you think there is, and maybe he talked about it with you, what the strategy is on, on Saturday before they, they start the playoffs up? Uh, what do you, what understanding or what theory would you have? Uh, I, I'd be shocked if they're not playing their 18. Yeah. Uh, now Bradley Carnell will disagree with me. And obviously he's the manager. He says they've got different formations, different systems, different styles, based on the opponent, which on some level this year you've seen. So absolutely, I I would uh, refer to him on that. However, you're going to make sure this team's operating at the highest of levels going into the playoffs. They also have the ability to set the record to win the most expansion wins ever uh, for any team in that category to take over and beat LAFC. They obviously want that. You've got the ability to have Seattle get a good understanding of what it's like to play in St. Louis. So I, I would be shocked if you don't get their best lineup in their A team. I do think Bradley Carnell would probably publicly disagree with me on that, but why wouldn't you? You've had the international break. You've got guys rested. You've got to operate, get them flying, get them prepared uh, for the opening three game series. 
So I'd be shocked uh, of the lineup you see Saturday night. If that's not their 1A, it's definitely their 1B. And I'm curious on this value, and maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. You already said you expect to see the A-team anyway. But with a win, they can clinch the third overall point total in MLS. Uh, And meanwhile, Philadelphia and Columbus theoretically could surpass them. And I don't know if that's something that organizations think through. If you think ahead to MLS cup and having the game. Great question. Yeah. You think, you think that's in play? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a subtlety that very few people look at, but having covered this league now for 14 years, the supporter shield race determines now. And I think it's the best thing I wish now, listen, I played in front of 65,000, whatever it was, at Gillette Stadium in 2002 in an MLS Cup. That was our home crowd here in Boston. But there were neutral sites when I played in my four MLS Cups. The moment Major League Soccer said no more, it's going to be the best team of the regular season to host MLS Cup, it is unequivocally one of the best games you'll see in any one of the five major sports leagues in this country because there's a real ambiance. There's a real home field advantage. I, you have to give Orlando City a ton of credit. They've chased it, but make no mistake about it, Lutz Fondenstiel 100% is aware of that, so is Bradley Carnell. You've got to make sure that if you are in MLS Cup, you give yourself the best opportunity, and if you lose to Seattle and Philadelphia and Columbus overtake you, that is now saying the top four seeds yeah. of the Eastern Conference are going to be in MLS Cup. You've already lost the right to host. City Park has to have that ability. You've got to hope that Cincinnati or Orlando maybe fall on their face. So you're playing MLS Cup at home. That unequivocally is going to be the talking point for the players and the staff. Outstanding. That's uh, that's good to hear. And and as far as who they play, uh, this thing is still up for absolute grabs all over the place with regards to who's going to get in in the Western Conference. I mean, it's wide open as to who City could play. Uh, I, I realize I'd uh, ask you to be prognosticating here, but uh, how do you see how this thing's going to play out for the eight and nine in the Western Conference? Well, for the last three or four shows, you've asked me about FC Dallas. Yeah, I avoided I FC Dallas them, because you've right? dismissed them, so I'm not going down FC Dallas Road. And why did I dismiss them? They played the worst team, second worst team in Major League Soccer at home, and they should have lost 2 1 the other night, and they've tied 1 1. They've got the ability at home against Colorado, three points, and they're in the playoffs, and they avoid St. Louis City, and they tie. Yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about them if I'm St. Louis City. Quite honestly, I'm not worried about anyone. Now, if you had to have your pick, I don't know if I want to play San Jose, because guess what? That means a three-and-a-half-hour travel. It's to the West Coast. You know, Even though St. Louis City beat San Jose, you want to have all the you know, particulars off the field come together for you. I don't think it matters to St. Louis City who they play, but also if you ask me the different uh, circumstances of who they play, you and I are going to waste 25 minutes of everybody's time (laughs) because there's about 19 different scenarios that can happen for the 8th and ninth seed in the Western Conference. Here's where I'm going. Uh, There is a chance. The city has a chance. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. Yep, and what's amazing too is this playoff system is set up perfectly for potentially some unbelievable matchups. You could have Seattle Portland in the opening round. Oh yeah. Seven. You could have sporting Kansas city against St. Louis city. 
there are a lot of good ones. You could have Philadelphia against any one of the New York teams. There's a lot of good close rivalries. Uh, but if you get Seattle-Portland, obviously that trumps St. Louis sporting Kansas City. But could you imagine the first playoff series in St. Louis City history? It's right down. <laughs> I, I mean, you just it, it's hard to it's hard to fathom. But I seventy, could you imagine? Oh, that'd be incredible. That's why I was asking. I'm like, I wonder if this is really possible. I mean, that would be something else. It, it, for Sporting Kansas City to get in, they need a miracle. FC Dallas, San Jose, Portland, and them winning their game all have to work in their favor. So if Port, if any one of the two, Portland, um, Dallas, and San Jose draw, then Sporting Kansas City has to win by a certain number of goals. It, they, they need help on their side. They need all three, Dallas, Portland, and San Jose, to lose and Sporting Kansas City to win to automatically get in. So there's a lot that has to work in their favor. But I've been covering this league for a while. Expect the unexpected. And we will see how it plays out. Here it comes. City against Seattle on Saturday, and the playoffs get underway. We will find out who they play after that wild card matchup, and then it'll be best of three before one and done the rest of the way. Taylor Twelman will be with us the entire time, presented to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always appreciate the time. Thanks for working us in all while you're busy tending to uh, your Apple television responsibilities, and we'll look forward to talking about it next week when we know what we got in the standings. Can't wait, my man. Thanks, Taylor. That's Taylor Twelman with us here, and we got to go. BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.